0: Hello and welcome back to the daily study of The Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide and friend. And today, today, can't wait, we continue with Lesson 10, The Way is Easy and Without Effort. And we continue in Section 4, Recognizing the Presence of Christ Within. And we're going to start with Paragraph 7 and 8, where Jeshua continues. Last section, he's talking about how simple it is. And do teachers and teachings offer you simplicity or complexity? And he's inviting us that it is so simple. There's no special techniques. There's no special formulas. no complicated mantras or things that you have to say to access God, to access the divine within and as you. It's so much simpler than that. So here he goes. He says, ask only how can I extend my treasure this day and lay up treasures where moth and dust cannot corrupt. That is where time, materiality, the body and the world cannot, quote, hook you. Rather, lay up treasures that are in heaven, forgiveness, peace, unlimitedness. Recognition of your unlimited power, that which brings you joy and puts a smile upon your countenance. Lay up for yourself these treasures, and all things shall be added unto you. Powerful, beautiful, simple, so different than what the world wants from us. How can I extend my treasure this day? This is a practice that when you wake in the morning, try this for the next week, for the next two weeks. Write it down every morning. I find that sometimes trying to remember something, not as effective. Setting reminders for something, more effective. But not forcing yourself, but getting into the habit of writing something down makes you obviously remember it, but you're seeing yourself write it down. You're seeing the words. Say it out loud as you write it down. How can I extend my treasure this day? And your treasure is not more money, more status, more validation, any accomplishment, anything you can do in the world. Because all things in time are temporary. All things in this world are crumbled to dust at some point. They do not last. That's what lay up treasures where moth and dust cannot corrupt. It's not of the world. It is of consciousness. It is of your being. It is the essence of your spirit. You are not just a physical body here to be in survival mode and try to stay as comfortable as you can until your body expires. By accident or just that's the way it is in time. No. This is developing a discipline within you of un- Hooking from the world because jeshua saying the lay up treasures where moth and dust cannot corrupt That is where time materiality the body and the world cannot hook you So look at because everyone has their own experience What might hook you is different than what might hook me? But take the time now this whole teaching is here to be applied take the time and ask yourself. What are those things that, that tend to hook me? Where do I get hooked into the world? And some are kind of on a general mass level, like it's it's very common for a lot of us to get hooked into politics, right? That's something that seems to affect us all. Politics, religion, some of these bigger things, finances, the economy, They you know, we're. It seems like we're a part of it all. So these are the things that can hook us all. But then you might have other things that are specific to you that tend to hook you. Maybe it's something to do with sexuality. Maybe it's something to do with specific money. Look, I don't. I don't know what it is for you, but look at where things tend to hook you. And usually it comes from some sense of lack inside. I'm lacking something, so I need it out there. Where is it gonna come? In the relationship? In the approval from my boss? Or the approval from my parents? From the number of likes I have? What my next door neighbors or the other parents at school think about how I'm parenting my children? Their accomplishments mean something about me? Does it come in your wardrobe and your style? Where do you tend to get hooked? Jeshua's inviting. So having that awareness is so important. So slow down and take the time and get curious and be the observer of your human experience. And Jeshua's inviting us, to lay up treasures that are in heaven, forgiveness. Let's look at that one. Where are you holding a grudge? Where are you in judgment of someone else, making them wrong? Something they're doing is wrong, just their way of being. Maybe it's their thinking that's wrong. You're judging it. You're not in acceptance, in forgiveness. And it's really about you. Where are you judging yourself as not good enough? Something's wrong with me. I need to be different than I am. Things I've done have you know, permanently scarred me or made me a bad person or whatever it is where are you not where are you in judgment just just that again look to politics look to world events look to your family members to your in-laws to your siblings these are all beautiful vehicles to wake us up to where we're in judgment peace Where are you not at peace in your life? Where are you feeling conflict, resistance, a pushing, trying to force something, feeling like you're being attacked? Where can you choose peace versus what you're choosing right now, which is to be the victim of some power over you? Unlimitedness. Where are you feeling limited? In possibility, in opportunity, in love. People aren't loving me the way I need to be loved. You're putting the responsibility on them. I can't start my business because I don't I can't leave my current job because I you know I need that income so I can't leave it and I don't know I can't see a way. Right? All the limitations that we put. I can't I can't leave this person. I'm in an abusive relationship because I don't know where else to go i' I have nowhere else to go so I'm stuck here. you're limiting God you're you're going against your heart's desire out of fear, which is understandable. we've all been there and when we have the courage to honor our heart's desire even and especially when we can't see the way the next ten steps, we just have to say. I trust and I'm honoring my heart, the leap in the net will appear. The universe will support you. Your higher self will not leave you to hang out to dry. Recognition of your unlimited power. You always have a choice. This is your power to choose where you are focusing on. Your limits, your faults, your past, or your unlimitedness, your... Boundless creativity, your power of always making a different choice. Lay up treasures that are in heaven. What brings you joy and puts a smile on your face? Are you taking life too seriously? Are you taking yourself too seriously? Are you taking others too seriously? Your job too seriously? Where can you invite more joy, more playfulness? Some people have this irrational, false limiting belief that you're not allowed to enjoy life. That you can't do things that make you happy. You have to first make everyone else happy, which is impossible. And in this belief system, once everyone else is happy, then you can, if there's any space or time left, do something that makes you happy. But of course, when you're trying to make everybody happy, that's a never ending job. So you, you never get around to yourself. You're always the bottom of the totem pole. What happens then? You get depressed or resentful or angry, blaming everybody else. Meanwhile, you're not honoring yourself. Do something that makes you joyful, what brings you fun, playfulness. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Go swing on a swing if that's what it is. Go dance by yourself. Go skinny dipping. I don't know, whatever brings you joy. (laughs) Go and be of service to someone else. Go to your local food kitchen and volunteer. That'll bring a smile to your face. You'll feel so good because you're being of service. You're not dwelling on all of your own crap. You're helping somebody else. Jeshua says, "Lay lay up for yourself these treasures and all things shall be added unto you. Sorry ego, sorry belief in lack and limitation. This doesn't mean you're going to get your soulmate or the money or the safety that you are think that you believe you're lacking that you're trying to get out there. That's not what gets added unto you. If you're still coming from lack, you're not going to get what you think you need because by definition you're planting seeds of lack so you're only going to experience more lack. The treasures and all these things shall be added unto you are not of the physical world. Now they may come, but they come when we are residing in a sense of wholeness within ourselves. And in wholeness, I need nothing. Because I I am consciousness, my beingness is whole. And so we're not blocking the bounty of life to come to us. When we are planting seeds and having our focus on lack and fear and not enough. Like law of attraction, we're we're actually just blocking the things that wanna come to us always as our natural state of being. But we gotta get out of our personal self. What what, what can I get from the world today? How can the world give me what I need because I think I lack it? Jeshua's inviting us to a different way of being. How can I extend my treasure? How can I extend love and peace and joy how can i extend these things today where are the and there's opportunities everywhere there's no shortage of opportunities first to yourself then to other people he continues for there is a way of being in the world that requires no planning or striving though to enter it does it does require the relinquishing of fear To enter, it requires a commitment to teaching only love until the mind is again whole and undivided. So what Jeshua is saying is what we already know. Our mind is not whole. I mean, in truth it is, but our experience is that it's it's, uh, separated, it's fragmented and very much divided. We're focused on the tiny mad idea of separation and it's infinite ways that it can be expressed or experienced just like love has an infinite number of ways that it can be expressed and and experienced we get so caught up on the form of things what it looks like in the manifestations we are being invited to go into the content of the cause of it so there's a way of being in the world not doing in the world but being because all doing comes from being your actions what you do Stem from and are a result of where you're focused. If you're focused on lack and fear, you're gonna have an experience. You're gonna do things that reflect lack and fear. If it's around money, you'll do things that are greedy, or you do things that will you'll take advantage of another person, or you do things like you know cheat on your taxes. You'll do things like oh uh, you know steal things, or maybe realize that you got away with something, but not go back and be honest and you know rectify the situation so your doing is your behavior is always a reflection it's the effect of your, con- your state of your consciousness what you're focused on who you're being so if you want to see and understand more about your beingness just look at what you're doing in the world your behaviors There's a way of being in the world that requires no planning or striving. That is so opposite of most of the world, especially the Western world at least. It's like you got to strategize, you got to plan, you got to execute, you got to strive, you got to drive to the goal that you want to make things happen. I can't imagine Jeshua was so goal-driven and and, dri- and 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 ambitious that okay, how can I wake up humanity? I have these realizations. What's my plan? I need I need to make this happen, or else I failed God. I gotta strive and effort so hard, or else it's not gonna happen. It's all up to me. I mean, that's that's the joke, right? Or that's we see through that immediately when we apply it to Jeshua. Jesus to any of these masters they're not striving they're not necessarily going out there going on their grand world tour people come to them people find them but where in your life there's a way of being in the world that requires no planning or striving where have you been planning? it doesn't mean don't have plans but it's our attachment to the plans it's this idea that we think we have to make it happen the striving, the efforting, the planning, the strategy. And when it doesn't work out, we don't look at ourselves, we look at, oh, it must be the wrong plan, it must be the wrong strategy, it must be the wrong action that we're doing. So let me, find, let me ask the next guru, the next expert, what is the right strategy or plan or action to find my soulmate? It's not the dating apps. It's this thing. Oh, And now you're constantly just bouncing back and forth between different actions, strategies, plans, and you're efforting so hard to make it happen. And when it doesn't happen, you're blaming yourself or the plan or the guru or whatever. But what if there was a way you, you could be in a totally different paradigm of being? Because it's so easy to get caught up in that whole world. There's a way of being in the world that requires, requires, not it's optional. It requires no planning or striving. Though to enter this way of being, it does require the relinquishing of fear, to relinquish, to give something up. And and it's and the way that the, this phrase is relinquishing a fear to give something up, to give fear up, it, it almost, it seems to imply the way it's written is like, we don't want to give up our fear. We want our fear. We're actually clinging to it. We think it's so important. We think it's going to keep us safe. And to the ego, it's right. If you give up your fear and you're striving and you're efforting, and you surrender and you move into love and you keep choosing love your ego will lose control and 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 the part of you that identifies with the ego that this is what i am it's death to the ego to surrender your life to love to god to the holy spirit to your christed nature it's it's death it's the end of it and so that's scary i don't want to lose control i don't lose my sense of self the the funny part is there is no there is no separate self anyway so you're really not losing anything and you're gaining everything so this way requires the relinquishing of fear we can't have our cake and eat it too we can't be afraid and then give up all our planning and striving and efforting and how do we give up our fear one it's intention faith and doing these exercises and following this way it's not the only way there's many ways home this is a way that Joshua learned for himself and is now teaching us and if you do these things with an open heart with full commitment with a desire to be what your creator made you to be you will succeed 100 percent you will relinquish fear to enter this way of being in the world, it requires—it's non-negotiable—a commitment to teaching only love. That doesn't—that doesn't mean you have to be love in every moment. It's the commitment. I can make a commitment to teaching only love, and then I'll forget who I am and I'll burst out in anger or I'll get—I'll judge someone because it's the nature of my human experience. It's my part of my learning curriculum. Doesn't this is not saying you need a commitment. It doesn't mean it doesn't say you need to be perfect. It's just the commitment internally to teaching only love. When you forget, you remember. You remind yourself and you practice what you know. And the more you do it, the more you want to do it. The more it feels good until the mind is again whole and undivided. It's a commitment. You just keep showing up. I'm committed in my marriage. It doesn't mean I'm a perfect husband every day. But my commitment is bringing me back to that intention over and over and over again. To be the best man that I can be, to be the best husband that I can be, to be the best father that I can be. Commitment doesn't mean perfection. Last paragraph, Jeshua says, there's a way of being in the world that is not here at all. The body still abides. Yes, you still act just like everybody thinks you act. That is, they know your name, they know where you live, you know which car you're supposed to drive, you know whom you go home to at night. But through it all, there is pervaded in your consciousness a transparency as you look upon all things. So this way that Jeshua is inviting us into is not like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm disconnected from the world. I have to live in a cave. I can't relate to anyone at all. It's all it's all spiritual. It's all God. So I'm just going to you know, ignore everything and just pretend like nothing's happening and and not be a part of this experience. I'm going to deny things. I'm going to just live in my own la-la land. That's not what Jeshua is saying is available to you. My kingdom is not, I'm in the world, but not of the world. I'm still here. I'm still participating, but I see through all things. That's the consciousness that is transparent as you look upon all things. I see through the form what the thing looks like or is even saying it is. And I see to the essence of the thing that literally anything that exists must be an extension from the one creative source. So all things are of God, even if they are not aware of it. I am aware of it. The body still abides. You're still here while the body is functioning. You still act just like everybody else. You can have your name with your job and your bank account and your your family, like live your life. Jeshua's not saying you need to separate yourself from everything, deny everything, resist being a part of the world. You're allowed to eat meat. You're allowed to drink alcohol. You don't have to if you don't want to, but you're allowed to be a part of society. People know your name. You have an ID. you have a, you know they know where you live. You, you drive your car. Like you know these things, but you also know who you really are, that you are Christ incarnate, that you are a, an emanation, a wave of love. You are consciousness itself. The I am awareness. That's what you are with the power to choose. You're not a victim, it's not chosen for you. You have the power to choose where you focus your attention. And what brings your heart joy and to move your energy into those things. And then you create as your creator created you. And you're in the world and you're a part of it. You have a name and an address. But through it all, you know what's really happening. You know who you really are and you know who everyone else truly is. Because our ego will freak out with this teaching. Oh my God, you're going to. Be a, a hermit. No one's going to relate to you. You're going to be rejected even more, and the fear of rejection is so deep in the ego psyche. So it's like, don't do any of this. This, this is going to ruin your whole life. And Jesh was putting that like at ease here. It's it's following this way is absolutely going to change your life as you think you know it, because it's changing you and what you value and who you think you are. Of course, your life is your life is a, a reflection of your inner. So as your inner shifts and you hold more love and light and you value different things, you're going to your world and the outside is going to reflect that. And it's going to look different than the masses because most people are not either interested in the way or willing yet to have the commitment that it takes, have the discipline that it takes, have the courage that it takes. They're just not ready yet and that's okay. There's all things you know it's like Joshua. Well, there, there's no rush people can take as much time as they need and how long someone else is waiting to delay their healing and awakening and they want to sleep they can sleep as long as they want how does that impact you you do you boo and all things shall be added unto you so you don't have to be perfect you already are it's your internal commitment That is everything, and then you do your best. I love you guys. If you need to re-listen to this again and ask these questions, how does this apply in my life right now? And this question, wake up every day, how can I extend my treasure this day? Where can I bring more peace? Choose loving thoughts. Forgive. See through my false limiting beliefs of what's possible or not possible. The second I say this is not possible, I'm buying into fear. I'm, I'm buying into limitation. So just notice these things in your life. And then come back to your Christed nature. And let that be who you are in the world and see how that informs your decisions your behaviors your actions and have fun with it it's not like the healing awakening enlightening process is not a heavy thing it's not a serious thing it's not an urgent thing either you can take as long as you want so give yourself a little breathing room don't be so hard on yourself be patient and encouraging with yourself. You're doing great, and we're doing it together. Thanks for listening. If you get value from this podcast, if you thought of somebody while you were listening to this, send it to them. You don't have to know why you thought of them. You don't have to give them an explanation of why you sent this to them. That's just your that's just your thinking, fearful ego, ego and secure mind that says, well, they're going to think I'm weird if I send this to them with no explanation. They need to know why. Who says? Who says that? Get out of the way and honor intuition, honor knowing, honor the voice of the Holy Spirit. Love you guys. Send me an email. Let me know you're listening. Hello at revelationbreathwork.com. And we'll see you next time. Have a great day.